This is the Commission Church Online. Welcome to our podcast. We want to be a church who brings heaven on earth through the word of God and the love of Christ. I pray this week's message blesses you. Y'all, if I can, if I can start uh, listing the, um, the amount of testimonies that I've got over this last week of stories of restoration that has happened in one week. You guys will get excited. I'm, uh, we're, we're trying to do some video uh, videos here, some families over the next few weeks of, uh, of what God is doing in people's lives, and uh, we can't wait for you to hear that. But uh, John chapter 60, I'm titling my message today, Fasting and Praying. Fasting and Prayer. Fasting and Praying. And um, in John chapter 6, Jesus is teaching his disciples. And... Uh, We've been in a series in Matthew, which we'll continue here in a few weeks. Uh, but in John chapter 6, he's teaching his disciples. And as he was teaching the disciples at large, and just not the 12, but the disciples, the people that were following him, uh, some people found it really difficult to accept the teaching. Some people really found it difficult to understand the entirety and the depth of the teachings of Jesus. And it was hard for them to comprehend the, uh, the ideas that Jesus presented before them of uh, you got to forsake your mother and your father, and you got to be able to uh, do things that uh, is humanly impossible to ask for, and uh, you should be able to, um, you know, give up this and give up that, and it was a lot more of give up than to say you're blessed, 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 and people were having a very hard time understanding that concept. And because of that, in John chapter 6, the, the Bible says many disciples started leaving, and they said, this is difficult, this is a difficult teaching, who can accept it? And then a few verses later, it says, from that time on, many of these people that walked behind Jesus left him. It goes to say there are so many people inside the church and outside of the church that are okay with the idea that Jesus is a good person. He's a good teacher. He's a good rabbi. He's a good, uh, he has some good principles and some good uh, parables and some good teachings. There are a lot of people in this world that will say that Jesus' teachings are good. But they're very picky and choosy and they're, they're, they're very selective about what they want to be discipled about. And that's not really discipleship. Discipleship is being at the feet of Jesus and allowing Jesus to breathe into you every single thing. Not just to, hey, this and that, and I'm not okay with that, Jesus. After you're done teaching that, I'll be back. Jesus was okay with people quitting on him. Am I talking to somebody? Jesus was okay with people saying, hey, if you can't buy the whole thing, I don't want the whole, like, if you don't give me the whole of your heart and the whole of your attention, like, and, I, and I'm talking, I'm sincerely speaking to us as a church today. I'm speaking to Commission Church, a church that is being commissioned. A church that needs to build disciples and send disciples. I'm speaking to us and I'm saying, we need to be disciples who say, I need everything. Just not this and that. So he's speaking to that group of people. So my, my question to you is, what level of commitment do you have to Jesus Christ and his teachings? Is it a, hey, I'm only going to pick and choose this, and I'm conveniently going to leave the rest of it out? See, not a lot of people are going to like this teaching of Jesus on fasting, but it's going to be an important part of your discipleship. Over the next 21 days, a very integral part of what discipleship is, or being a follower of Jesus is, is going to be put to the test. And I want to ask you, and I want to challenge you, and I want to pose this question in front of you and ask you sincerely, how many of you have not had that lifestyle of fasting and prayer as a disciple of Jesus and saying, you know what, if that is something that is required of me as a disciple, it's something that I want to learn. 
I don't want to guilt anybody. This is not my goal today. It, my, my goal is not to say, hey, if you've never fasted in your life, boo. My, my goal is not, you know, to say, woe unto you. Uh, you're not, never going to heaven. That's not, my goal is to present to you and say, this is what the Bible says is fasting and prayer. Are y'all ready for this? But here's the thing. Many people either ignore fasting. It's not for me. It's for them or it's for the leadership or it's for, I'm not that deep in my faith with God. The same, the same reason why some people don't get baptized. I, I'm not ready or that, it's just not me. Or, uh, no, no, no. This is an integral part. So some people ignore it altogether and they, they feel like it's not for them. Or some other people misunderstand what fasting is all about and what is required for true Christian fasting. So I don't know what category you fall in. And there's probably another category that outrightly diminishes and rejects fasting as something that they sh- just shouldn't be doing. See, fasting is something is not something we do because everyone is doing it. This is the last thing I want, is for us to say, for a few of y'all to decide at the end of this message or the end of this day saying, you know what, I'm going to fast because the church is fasting. I'm going to fast because pastor's probably going to check in on me. I'm not going to ask one of y'all during these next 21 days when you're fasting, how much you fast, that's not my job. And in a few moments, you'll understand why. See, fasting is something, something that we do. It's not a religious practice. It's a biblical mandate. It's a kingdom principle, right? Fasting, what, what, in, in a gist, this is what fasting is. Fasting is not starving. It's not depriving my body of the needed nutrients. So what are you advocating here? That we shouldn't eat? That we shouldn't drink? No, no, no. Listen, listen to me, right? Like, hear me out. Like, fasting disconnects me from the world. In essence, in a gist, if I could put it in a nutshell, it's this. Fasting helps me disconnect from the world. Someone say, fasting helps me disconnect from the world. For a lot of y'all, y'all were okay when you woke up this morning. Y'all were okay when you woke up this morning and then you, you silenced your alarm and the first thing you did is well, you went to Instagram. <laughs> I, I'm glad that Amy, you didn't, but a lot of other people, you heard so many people were quiet here, they went to Instagram and then you scrolled and you came that third post and you're like, ah, you know, and, and your day was ruined. For some of y'all, you saw somebody in the lobby and you're like, ah, you know what? My day's ruined. Some of y'all that here for the first time, you're like, what kind of church is this? (laughs) I'm just saying, it's so easy for the world to disappoint us, for the world to discourage us, for the world to distract us. And every single day, this is exactly what happens. You're competing, you know, to the mail and, and you're, you're wondering. But, but here's the thing. I want to encourage somebody. When we fast and when we pray, fasting disconnects me from my senses that demand a lot of energy that I may not actually have. For some of us, we just need to disconnect from social media for the first part of the day. Because what you do in those first few hours dictates the rest of your day. Y'all need to have a control on that. For some of us, we need to have a control of who we talk to and who we don't talk to. Some of us need to disconnect from negative people in our life that, that, that tear us down, that, that put us down. Come on, am I talking to somebody? Like some of us, some people are blessed that way in church. They walk into a room and they bring negative vibes. Some of, y'all, some, some of us are blessed that way. Anybody meet somebody like that? Like, no, we're Christians, we're believers, Amen. But here's what I'm going to do, okay? Here's the biblical, the biblical understanding of fasting and prayer. See, fasting and prayer is both personal and it's corporate, all right? It's, it's both. 
The Bible talks about both. It's corporate. In Joel chapter 2 and verse 15 and 16, the Bible says this, blow the trumpet in Zion, consecrate a fast, call a fast, call a solemn assembly, bring the people together, consecrate the congregation, assemble the elders and gather the children, even the, even the nursing infants, let the bridegroom leave his room and the bride her chamber. So he's like, there's no excuse here. Like he's covered everybody. Oh, I have kids. No, 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 that, you're included. Bring the kids. Ooh, I'm stepping on some toes today. Oh, but they have a schedule. Bring fast. Oh, but they'll be cranky. Fast. Like I said, not a lot of people are going to like these teachings. He says, let the bridegroom leave his room. What? I just got married. We're, we're on the way to the honeymoon. Cancel your tickets. No, I'm just kidding. But, but you get the idea, right? Like you get the idea, right? Like who told you to get married? It's like a day before fasting prayer, right? Like 21, no. Whose fault? No. But you get the idea, right? The idea is that this is priority when we seek God's face and some families need to decide. And say, hey, there are times, it's just not this 21 day of fasting and prayer, but sometimes we have to call our families to fast. I remember growing up, I've never done this to my kids. I remember growing up, my mom would outright look at me and say, we're not cooking today. We're like, but mom, I need food. No, you don't need food, you know? Like you can fast. Like there were days that you, I'm refusing to cook. We'd go to a neighbor's house and we would be like, can you please feed us? There's personal fasts. In Psalms 109, verse 24, my knees are weak from fasting and I am skin and bones. It takes at least 30 days for somebody, for your knees to actually become weak from fasting and prayer. From fasting. And David's at least fasting for 30 days over here when he's actually saying, my bones are weak. There are personal fasts that people call on. In Jeremiah 36 and 9, in the ninth month of the fifth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, the king of Judah, a time of fasting before the Lord was proclaimed for all the people in Jerusalem and those who had come from towns of Judah. Corporate, corporate fasting and prayer. They called the church. They called the community. They called the people together to come and fast and pray. In Daniel chapter 9 and verse 3, so I turned to the Lord God and pleaded with him in prayer and fasting. Someone say prayer and fasting. I also wore sackcloth and sprinkled myself with ashes. So that's what we're going to do over the next 21. No, I'm just kidding. We're not going to be wearing sackcloths. Don't come in here with sack. Please, please wear clothes, okay? Please. He abandoned himself. What it's saying is I abandoned myself off the pleasure. Ashes were significant to pain and loss. I had somebody growing up that took this literally. He never wore deodorant for 21 days. I was like, bro, if you're brown, you need to wear deodorant. We eat a lot of onion. You know what I'm saying? Like, we love our onions. We put our onions in everything. And garlic. Oh, y'all don't like me right now. My white friends, my black friends here are learning some new stuff about us as brown people. But please wear deodorant. Joel 2 and verse 12. That's the best way a pastor can say wear deodorant in church. Joel 2 verse 12. That is why the Lord says, turn to me now while there is time. Give me your hearts. Come with fasting and weeping and mourning. Don't look weird at people around you who are crying and worshiping God. What's wrong with them? What's wrong with you? 
Sometimes when we're in the emotion of praying and being in the presence of God, sometimes it requires us to be, to be vulnerable, to be open in the presence of God and say, God, you have all of me and, and, and please see my pain and I'm not going to be somebody that I'm not and I don't care who is looking at me. Lucy can mind her own business. This is between me and between my... my anybody call Lucy here? No, right? Okay, cool. But what he's saying is come to me with your whole heart. See, fasting involves your heart. Someone say my heart. Like where's your heart in fasting and prayer? It's what Sonia was saying. Like are we standing here and are we singing and is our mind on something else? Like it's very possible for us. Lord, I lift my hands and worship. That's not even a song. But like, like, like where's your mind though? Is it on Jesus? Is my eyes on Jesus? Come with your whole heart. Fasting involves your heart. Where is your heart today? Is it with friends? Is it with music? Is it with Netflix? Is it with TV, video games? What is it that has your heart? For me, it's food. And that's what I'm going to be giving up. And, and let me tell you something. I want to clarify something. Food, fasting has a lot, everything to do with food. Right? Nobody in the Bible fasted from Netflix. Oh, pastor, there was no Netflix. Let's not be too religious right now. Nobody fasted from entertainment. Am I talking to somebody? Nobody. Like if, if you grew up in a church that said, you could just fast Netflix. You could just fast sweets. No, no, that's not what fasting is. I'm sorry to burst many of you. This place went awfully quiet. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, burst your, your, whatever, your, you know, whatever you were taught, but fasting has to do with food. Someone say food. Say, I got to give up food. We'll talk about that in just a second. I've lost a lot of y'all. You're like, Pastor, I don't know how you do it because, hey, there's anybody that can, like, like, if I can do it, anyone can. Like, I love food. Like, if, if you know me, you, how many foodies in here? Like, I'm a bigger foodie than all of you put together. And for me to say no, you know what I'm saying? Like biryani, Vishal, you know what I'm talking about. Like Vishal is great. Like, like I can eat biryani for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And if I can say no to it, trust me, you won't die. Okay, let's go on, let's go on. What then is fasting? Four things. Someone say four things. I'm going to leave you with four things. One, fasting creates space for more of God. Fasting creates space for more of God. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 37, the Bible says this, she, talking about Anna, did not depart from the temple, worshiping with fasting and prayer night and day. I remember the church I grew up in. There were people that would come from all across the country because it, it would, our church would be a hub of fasting and prayer. And we would fast and pray for 21, started with 21 days and eventually moved to 40. But, but for 21 days, I personally know people that would leave their cities and they would come and they would stay at church and they would fast. They would, they would take a bath. They, they, they basically slept in the church. They, they did everything at the church. They would they serve tea and coffee and all that stuff at the church. And they fasted for 21 days. Anna was something like that. We're not going to do that. I mean, if you need a place to stay, let me know. But, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not staying here and fasting, so you don't have to worry about that. But the Bible says she never left the temple. She was fasting and she was praying. And, and how is that relevant to me? It's relevant because you can still work. You can still go to work. And some of you all have your headphones in your ear all day, every day. Sonia tells me sometimes, just take those headphones out of your ears. Sometimes, like like for, for a few hours. And some of you all are like me. You have those headphones on. 
put those, that, that playlist on. We have a playlist for fasting and prayer that we'll be putting up on our website soon. It's not there right now, but we'll be putting it up. We're working on it. But put that on. Like be in the presence of God in worship. Watch how your attitude towards your co-workers, watch how your attitude towards your boss, watch how your attitude towards your husband and your wife dramatically changes when you are immersed in the presence of God in worship. Am I talking to somebody? Like, this is important, y'all. Like, and, 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 and like, like the, the, the whole motivation to this is fasting creates space for more of God. Like, he must increase and I must decrease. That's what the Bible says, right? Like, like is he increasing in your life? Is there something that you can take from your life and decrease in order for him to increase? What in your life needs to be taken away in order for God to fill that space? For some of us, it's food. Like, like for me, when I'm eating breakfast, I'm already thinking about lunch. Like, <laughs> I don't know how, right, Jeff? Like, you and I are the same way. Like, like, Jeff is laughing too. Like, when I'm having my cereal, I'm like, I wonder what I can have. Like, is it fried chicken or is it... Nobody here like that? I'm, I'm just weird. Sorry. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's, it's a... How much of myself, my needs, do I take, take out of the equation so that God gets preeminent? So God takes center stage, right? Fast, here's, here's the thing about fasting. Fasting doesn't get God on my page. It gets me on God's page. This is, this is what's important, right? It's, it's how important, like how much space am I creating for God? It's not a Lord, this is my agenda. This is my prayer list. Can you come and can you accommodate my prayer list? It's a Lord, yes, I have my prayer list, but I am making space. I am clearing out my life. I am clearing out my schedules. Otherwise, I would be hanging out with so and so and so and so, and I would be doing this and this and this and this. It's clearing out space in order for God to inhabit. Am I talking, this is making sense? That's what fasting is. Fasting clears up your tummy, clears up your schedule. It, 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 it could be the, 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 the food. Like I said, fasting has a lot to do with fasting food. It's fast food, fasting food. That's what it has to do with. It has to, has to do with giving up of pleasures. For some of y'all, like, I'm just fasting Netflix. No, it's a part, like, you fast food and give up Netflix. That has, it's a given. I wouldn't expect any of you to do a fast and still watch Netflix. Am I talking to somebody like, that's a big no-no. What'd you do all day? Oh, I fasted and uh, binge watched my, uh, my, what? No, 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 what you're doing is you're using that time. Am I talking to somebody like, you would use that 30 minutes or for some people five hours that you would spend watching a show and you're gonna use that time praying and you're gonna use that time reading the word. Pastor, what the Lord? What am I going to pray about? I will give you plenty. We have a 70-page book on prayer. Okay, go to that. Where's that QR code for those of you? I don't want anybody to say, what, what QR code? Here, everybody paying attention? Okay, because I know. People be like, Pastor, I, I didn't get anything, Pastor. Here, here, I'm, I know everybody's sitting here. I've glanced through the room. <laughs> I have a 70-page book on prayer. All right, that we have put together for each one of what to pray about, how to pray. All of that is there, okay? I don't want to hear, I don't know how to pray, Pastor. If you don't know how to pray, come. I'll talk to you about prayer. We can pray together, okay? Let's keep going. Now, Matthew chapter 4 and verse 2, the Bible says this. For 40 days and 40 nights, Jesus fasted and became very hungry. See, Jesus was our model. Fasting always intended to revolve around the absence of food, of food right? Food has a way of building or breaking us. 
Yeah? So, so food has made people fall. It's also built people. Am I talking to somebody? Like doctors will tell you to eat and doctors will tell you not to eat. I don't know what category you fall in, but every time I go to my annual, my doctor is like, bro, you need to stop eating. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it can either build you or break you. Like, some of y'all need food. Like, I look at blessing all the time and be like, blessing. Like, you, you're like becoming smaller and smaller by every passing day. Like, share your secrets with me. Some of y'all need to eat. Some of y'all waiting for me to call out your name. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> like, talk about me, pastor. No. See, no, the, the Bible talks about that as well. There are people that fast for one day. There are people that fast for three days, seven days, 21 days, 30 days, 40 days. No one's fasted for more than 40 days, okay? There's no fixed law. We do 21 because it's three weeks. It's really convenient. It's, it's three weeks of fasting. It's prayer. It's, if we want, we can do 30. And maybe one day if God tells us to do 40, we will. We've done seven before. We've done 10 before. We've done one before. But I want to assure you, you are not going to die. You, like, fasting will not cause you to die. Like, 40 days is when your body actually begins to starve. It doesn't consume any necessary fat till 40 days. That's what scientists will tell you. See, after 40 days, it's called starvation because your body slowly starts consuming muscle in your body. That's when it becomes dangerous. So, I want to, I, I want to just kind of go through this. Uh, the first point is this. Uh, is fasting creates space for more of God. Point number two is this. Fasting releases wisdom and direction. Fasting releases wisdom and direction. Acts chapter 13, verse 2. Acts 13 and verse 2. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, worshiping and fasting, someone said worshiping and fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke and said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I've called them. If you have a hard time hearing from God, that was me. Many, many, many years ago when I was, you know, just, just um, in a very hard time spiritually in my life. I went through a high and then I went through a low. There were things that happened in my life that I just went through some stagnation. And I was having a very hard time. And I remember a pastor coming up to me and saying, hey, fast. Try fasting. I still remember that seven-day fast that I took. No one was fasting with me. I didn't tell anybody. Fasting and praying, fasting and praying. I began hearing the Lord's voice so deeply and so powerfully Ever since that day, I learned how to listen to the voice of God. Worshiping and fasting gets God talking. So the Bible says, when they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit spoke. For some of us, it's decisions that we have to make. And this is just not pertaining to 21 days of fasting and prayer. This is anybody and anybody making a decision. Some of y'all message me and say, and I love when you include me in your life. Pastor, I have this job opportunity. Would you pray with me for this? Don't just say, Pastor, would you pray for me and let me know what I need to do? No, no, that's not my call to make. Am I talking to somebody? Like, I would pray with you, but I strongly believe when you fast, and I've encouraged people, why don't you fast for one day? Why don't you fast for three days? And I will fast with you. But I strongly believe when you seek God's face in fasting, in praying, not only God opens doors, but God opens your wisdom, your understanding. He speaks to you. He makes things clear. There's clarity. There's wisdom. And you're like, I know what I'm going to do because God has spoken to me. The decisions you have to make. The changes that you have to make. Fasting and praying. It's tuning into God's channel. It's tuning out the static. You know, it's the radio we listen to. 
We turn the radio. They go through the different channels. There are some channels that have static, and for a lot of us, we're lost in static. We're lost in... And some of us are happy. Like, I've been in cars with people, and they have their radio. they're talking to me, and the radio's on, and it's all static. And I'm like, oh, it's annoying. It's annoying me so much. And I'm like, so tempted to reach and like change the... You know, I'm like, bro, you have presets. All you got to do is just hit one or two or three. No, it's... Hey, bro, what's going on? How's your life? And I'm like, do you not hear this? This is pretty crazy. And then you'd be like, hey, look at that bird. Turn it down. But it's fasting and prayer, simply tuning into God's channel. It's tapping into what God has to speak. See, fasting and prayer increases your spiritual capacity, your spiritual eyes enlarge. The devil doesn't like it when you fast. That's what the Bible says. When as soon as Jesus, Jesus left, the devil attacked. I can, I can assure you of this. Because you fast and pray, it doesn't mean that 2023 is going to be a devil-free year. Somebody prayed that once. They said, Lord, I thank you for this fasting and prayer. 2023 is going to be a devil-free year in Jesus' name. I'm like, I don't know about that, but I can't say amen to that. I cannot say, because I cannot assure you it's going to be a devil-free year. Where you fast, where you pray, where you intercede, where there is a prayer warrior, there is an enemy waiting to devour, waiting to kill. But what fasting and prayer gives you is capacity. It gives you ability. It gives you strength. It gives you the, 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 the spiritual capacity to look at the enemy and say, not today. I have the ability. I have the word. I have the deposited, you know, the, the word that God has given me in this season to last me through any season that you throw at me see what God speaks to you when you fast and pray will last will will make you last through the storms that will come to you after that he will sustain you someone say he will sustain me fasting prayer quietens your heart to hear from God and it increases your intimacy with God point number three point number three fasting brings victory fasting brings victory Second Chronicles 20 and verse 30, there's a story, and I've preached about this before. So King Jehoshaphat was terrified. The Bible says this in verse number three. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news and begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. He ordered. I wish I could do that as a pastor. I order you to fast. <laughs> Lord, give me the power to order some people to fast. <laughs> Thank you, Rebecca. I need that support from you. Can I tell you something? Approach God in fasting and prayer when things around you terrify you. Terrify? I'm not terrified, Pastor. Really? Because I, I get scared sometimes. I get news sometimes that scares me. I get, I get news sometimes that tears me down. I get news sometimes that doesn't want me to keep going. How many of you get news sometimes? You hear stuff from the doctor that you don't want to keep going. Like, like there are times in your life that you just don't want to keep going. If you go through terrifying situations, remember that even kings are terrified. It's just not you. In every situation that you go through where you're scared, you're terrified, look to the Lord in prayer. Someone say, look to the Lord in prayer. What to do when someone scares us? Man, what happens when we're stressed? Anybody? What do you do when you're stressed? Binge eat. Okay. What else? My wife and I binge eat. What'd you say, Angela? Sleep. Good one, Angela. Anybody else? That's a good one, actually. Just sleep. This is stressing me out. I need to go take a nap. That's a good one. Good advice. Any, anybody else? What, what else? No. 
Come on. Cry. That's a good one. Ask my mother-in-law to leave. You don't have to turn around to wonder who that is. It's coming from Gary, of course. A lot of wives disapprove. Aren't you glad we can laugh in God's presence, right? All the women in this room went, hmm. <laughs> You're fasting for the next month. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. But what do you do when you stress? Like, when you stress, you go for the bag of chips. That triple fudge, espresso, coffee, butternut, butterscotch, vanilla, ice cream. It's in the freezer. Some of y'all listen to Taylor Swift. Come on, you, Stanley, is that you? No, I'm just kidding. Like, what do you do when you're stressed, when you're crying, when, you're, when you've lost it? Like, the Bible says he ordered everyone to start fasting. He tells them, man, and, 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 when, and this is an amazing story. I don't have time to go through this entire story. But the moment Jehoshaphat turns his eyes to God, God starts speaking to him. God starts telling him what to do. Like, this is the fight where God looks at him and says, I will tell you when to fight. I'll tell you when not to fight. I'll tell you what weapons to use. I'll tell you what weapons not to use. I'll tell you what to say, and I'll tell you what not. Oh, this is good, y'all. This is the fight where he says, man, I got this. Don't pick up the sword. Pick up the trumpet. That's the... Come. When you look at the Lord in your situations, you'll be surprised by the things that God tells you to do. There's a reason why David, filled in the spirit, goes to Saul and says, you keep your sword, you keep your spear, you keep your weapons in your side. A man that is filled with the Holy Spirit, a man that has prayed it up, a woman that has fasted, a woman that has talked to God, a woman that has communicated, a woman that has had an audience with Jesus, knows how to look at the enemy and say, not by power, not by might, but by the spirit of the living God. Somebody say amen. Not by power, not by might, not the weapons of, oh, this is good. I don't have time. I got to go. Thank you, Jesus. But when, when, when you open up to God, it doesn't matter what stress you're going through. Victory is on the other side. Victory is on the other side. Try it. Some of you all, it's such a scary proposition. Pastor, fasting. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm not built for this, right? But I'm telling you. I'm not asking you to fast every meal. I'm not asking you to go without water. I'm not asking you. There are different kinds of fasts, and we'll talk about it. Scan the QR code. There are options over there that will tell you how to fast. Four, point number four. Fasting breaks demonic resistance. I wanted a louder amen. Fasting breaks demonic resistance. See, let me make something very clear. I'm not your hyper-spiritual guy that just blames everything on the devil. I'm talking to somebody, like, I don't do that. Like, like I, I remember my sister a long time ago, she was wearing high heels and she was walking and that thing was shaky. Those, those heels, man, I didn't try. I looked at her and I was like, I, her name is Blessy. I said, Blessy, you, you, you got to go get some new shoes. She's like, no, 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 it's okay, it's okay. I'll just put some glue on it. So she put some like super glue on it and I still remember the day. Stepped up, okay? That thing broke her ankle. Like, I don't know what happened. I just heard a loud shriek and she's like, that devil is a liar. And I was like, don't blame the devil. <laughs> No, 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 no. Don't blame. 
Anybody know what I'm talking about? Like you take the opportunity to blame that devil, that poor guy. You got to leave him alone sometimes. You got to leave that poor dude. So, like, like he didn't do everything. But here's what I'm telling you. Demons are real. Demonic strongholds are real. And God has given us the ability to trample on snakes and scorpions. Can I hear an amen? This is what Jesus says. Jesus says, for I have given you authority over every power of the enemy. Don't believe the lie that the enemy doesn't have power. He might have power, but God gives you authority. And with the authority that God has given you, some of us need to go into this fasting and prayer saying that there are no demons, there is no Satan, there is no power of darkness that has a say over my home, over my family, over my marriage, over my job, over my career, over my finances. In the name of Jesus, I pray the blood of Jesus over everything that belongs to you. And I say every demonic resistance will break in Jesus' name. Band, you guys can get, a, get ready to come up. In Daniel chapter 10 and verse 12, there's this, this, this scripture that says this. And then he continued, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind. Now, Daniel is fasting, okay? Someone say, Daniel's fasting. Daniel's fa and, and this is what the angel says. He says, do not be afraid, Daniel, since the first day that you set your mind to gain understanding and to, be, to humble yourself before God, your words were heard, and I have come in response to them. Your, your words were heard, and the angels started moving. But he says, the prince of Persia, the prince of the Persian kingdom resisted me. Like imagine how, how long it would have been and how bad it would have been if he wasn't fasting. Like this has to open some eyes. Like what are we warring with? What are we fighting with? There are some demonic strongholds that shouldn't have place in your lives. And we want to break every demonic stronghold in your life. In this 21 day of fasting, if there is some kind of oppression that you're struggling with, do not ever, even in your wildest imaginations, think that waking up with a, like, like scary every single day or having a nightmare every single day, having bad dreams every single day, seeing snakes in your dream every single day is normal. It is not normal. I want to speak that. I don't want anybody to be under oppression. Jesus doesn't want anybody to be under oppression because he has conquered it. He has died on the cross. He has conquered the grace grave. He has treaded on the head of the serpent. And in the name of Jesus, he speaks victory over everybody in this place. Amen. Ephesians 6.12 says that, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers. What is principalities? Prince over cities, paladies of cities, prince over cities. See, there are different cities, different rulers, different cultures, different things in your life. And, and God is looking at you and saying, over every city in your life, over every dominion over your life, over, your, over, over every d domain over your life, there are enemies that are waiting to attack. Oh, this is good, this is good. And he said, they're the rulers of darkness, the rulers of this age, we, we read over that sometimes. See, there is a ruler of your generation. There's a ruler of this age. You're, you're, the, the, the demon that your children are going to deal with are not the demon that you're dealing with right now. The enemy that your parents were warring and, and, and battling and praying over are not the same demons that you're dealing with. Am I talking to somebody? 
The teenagers today, what they're dealing with in their schools, like you have absolutely no idea because the demon of that age and the ruler of their age and the ruler of that generation is completely different. And I pray that we will have wisdom to ask God to give us the ability to bring down the strongholds of every demonic stronghold that is conquering different ages and different territories. Hmm. We're going to pray for that. Fasting is going to break some habits, some bondages. I believe that in Jesus' name. I am asking you to sincerely fast and pray for 21 days. And I will assure you, I will assure you that God will give you the strength to break that habit that you have, that bad habit that you have, that addiction that you have. Am I talking to somebody? Don't just wait for your wife to pray for you. Don't wait for your husband to pray for you. Pray together. Fast together. God will break that for you. I'm going to end with this. Isaiah 58. Can I tell you what fasting is not? You ready for this? This is what's not fasting. We have fasted before you, they say. Why aren't you impressed? Don't do it for God. Fasting isn't for God. Isn't for to please. It's not to, you know, it, he, and I want to make some clarifications. Fasting is not to impress God. It's to build us. It's, it's not for God to get on your page. It's, it's for you to get on God's page, like I said earlier. Fasting disconnects me from the world. This, this, this is important. Like, fasting disconnects me from the senses, like I said earlier, that, that demand a level of energy that I really may not have. And he goes on to say this. We may have, we, we have been very hard on ourselves and you didn't even notice it. Do you know that there's a fasting that God ignores? And there's a fasting that God notices. That's what he says. They're like, you don't even notice it, Lord. Like, are you doing this to say, this is going to get me on a, on a level playing field with God? Is this like, for me to, you know, be on a better understanding, better? No, no, that's not what this is. Yes, it's going to elevate your relationship. It's going to get you to understand God better. It's going to be, help you to be in tune with the Holy Spirit. But this attitude... And God is responding and saying, I will tell you why I respond. It's because your fasting is to please yourselves. Fasting can either please yourself or it can please God. You know how fasting can please yourself? If you're going to do it to lose weight. If you say, well, I'm, I'm doing intermittent fasting anyways. This is not going to be hard for me. Fasting is not dieting, please. If God is not the focus, it's dieting. If prayer is not the focus, it's dieting. If, if seeking God's face, if reading the word is not the focus, it's dieting. And he goes on to say this, even while you fast, you keep oppressing your workers. What good is fasting when you keep fighting and quarreling? The result of fasting should end in good. You can't be fasting and still beating your wife. I hope no one's beating their wife. I'm just saying. Or beating your husbands. You know. Or cussing. Or treating your co-workers so bad. I can go on and on, but he goes on to say this, this kind of fasting will get you nowhere. Like, it won't get you anywhere with me. That's what he says. Like, fasting has to get you 
somewhere in your relationship with God. Like it has to take you from where you are somewhere. Like if you do fasting, if you're fasting and praying, and if it doesn't get you anywhere, stop doing what you're doing. It's, it's not doing anything for you. Fasting should reflect a change in your character. Attitude is important in fasting. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 16, I'm kind of ahead of myself here, but he says this in, in, in the gospel of Matthew. He says this, and when you fast, don't make it obvious as the hypocrites do. For they try to look miserable and disheveled so people will admire them for their fasting. I tell you the truth, that's the only reward they will get. Oh, you look good. You've lost some weight. Oh, thank you. I'm fasting. I had this, this, this is one girl in our church. She'd always like, don't brush her hair. Don't brush her teeth. Just show up. I'm like, I'm fasting. I'm like, go brush your hair. Please brush your teeth twice when you're fasting. I'm, I'm not even kidding. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Bev? I, I'm telling you, like, when you're, like, if you're fasting, you need to brush your teeth twice. Because some people are like, oh, we're not eating. No, no. Trust me. I, I can't get into the science of this, but learned it he says this but when you fast put oil on your head wash your face so it won't be so obvious to others that you're fasting but only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you this is not a show people it's not a show one another it's not a trump one another it's not to say it's not to do one better than the other this is to say you know what this is for the audience of one and that's all I care about Go about doing your normal things. Go to work. You can still fast. Fast once a day. Fast one meal a day. Not difficult. For some of y'all, you have the capacity. Fast two meals a day. Intermittent fasting. No, I love intermittent fasting. I'm just dogging on you. Wake up. Put your makeup on. Come on, am I talking to somebody? Wake up. Get ready. Fasting and prayer is not this religious activity. It's the most misunderstood kingdom principle, yet it's the most important principle for the Christian. Stand up to your feet with me. Thank you, Jesus. Here's, here's what I want to leave with you. How can I do this? I'll tell you how to fast. The first thing is this, set your objective. Set your objective. Tell yourself, hey, this is what I'm going to focus on in the next three weeks. Okay, what is your objective? What are you fasting for? What are you going to be praying for? Am I praying for guidance? Am I praying for healing? Is my objective praying for deliverance? Is it freedom from bondage? Is it freedom from sexual sin? Is it freedom from, you know, lust? Is it healing in marriage? Is it physical healing, emotional healing, spiritual healing? I don't know where you are, but be specific and say, God, this is what I want to pray about. Number two, make a commitment. Start with a commitment, not a promise. Start with a commitment and say, you know what? I'll do one meal for 21 days. I'll fast one meal or I'll fast two meals. I'll eat once a day and fast two meals. Make a commitment. Oh, Pastor, what if I'm scared to make commitments, Pastor? It's the beginning of the year, and I don't want to start off wrong. No, 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 just, it's okay. God's not going to be offended. God's not going to be like, how dare you break your commitment? No, 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 none of that. If you can't do it, 
modify your fast. Say, you know what, if I can't do, for some of y'all, you can't do once a day. Some of y'all are breastfeeding and some of y'all are pregnant and it's fine. For some of y'all, you love food so much. Not a good excuse, but just start somewhere. Say, I'll, I'll do three times a week. Is that cool? Like three times a week. I'll fast one meal a day, three times a week. I'll fast two meals a day or fast one full day in the week. One full day without food. Three full days without food. For some of y'all, you're like, I want to fast one full week, Pastor. I'm going to wait for the last week to fast. I'm going to fast. Do it. If you want to fast a second week, do it. Some of y'all have a super important dinner on, on one day during the month. You're like, I wish I knew about that. It's okay. Don't get too religious. Go ahead and break it. Go ahead and look at the Lord and say, God, I'm going to break my fast right now. I hope you understand. And he'll lean into you and say, I understand. Go and fulfill your obligation. Am I talking to somebody? It's not a, hey, everyone, I'm fasting, but I'm going to eat some chips on the side without anybody. No, 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 not that. Like, talk to the Lord. He knows your heart. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Prepare yourself physically. Make sure you're okay to fast. Okay? But I believe that this is going to be a good season. It's going to be a season of fruitfulness. It's going to be a season of outpouring. In whatever way you want to fast. But here's the, the gist of it is this. Fasting is really to make more space for God. I'm not telling you to not go to work for 21 days. <laughs> I'm not saying stop marketing your business for the next one. No, 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 no. Please don't get me wrong. Fasting is not, I'm not going to show up at church for the next three weeks. I'm fasting. No, no, no. Fasting is not, hey, I can't hang out with that person. No, no, no. You can do all those things, but make time for God. Everything that takes your priority, set it aside. The time that you would have your breakfast, that 30 minutes that you take to have your breakfast, take that time to, to worship. For some of us, we need to disconnect from social media because you know how much it, it has an impact on you. Take a break from social media in conjunction with fasting food. I'm sorry to burst your bubble, but it has to go in. It's not, I'm only fasting so, no, 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 fast food. And with that fast social or whatever else you want to give up. If you want to give up Snickers, all power to you. Give up Snickers, but fast food. I believe it's going to be powerful. I believe it's going to be life-changing. These next three weeks, God is setting something into motion that I believe that our testimony is going to come out from this place. There are people in this church that have fasted for the full 21 days. Without, without food, for the full 20. There are people for one week, three days, five days, seven, whatever it is, that's your decision. But let's seek the face of God. Would you close your eyes with me? I want to spend some time in prayer. Our prayer partners are going to be available here to pray. and The worship team is going to lead us in a time of worship, but I'm going to pray. I'm going to dismiss you. And as you go home, I pray this evening is when we'll begin our fast. We're going to begin our fast this evening and we will break our fast three weeks, three Sundays from now. We'll break our fast together. We'll have a meal here. We'll celebrate together. But today, can we look to the face of God? Let's celebrate. Say, God, we're waiting for breakthrough. It's going to be, a, it's going to be three weeks of revival. It's going to be three weeks of breakthrough. It's going to be three weeks of intense seeking your face and I believe that you are up to something amazing thank you Jesus close your eyes everybody close your eyes thank you Jesus everybody all over this place all over this place 
Could you just make that decision in your heart right now where you are? I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not waiting for you to go home. I'm not gonna wait for you to go and look at things and pray about. You don't need to pray about fasting. God said fast. You don't have to go pray about it. I want us to make some decisions right now. What am I fasting for? What am I praying for? What am I believing for? Some of y'all need to take out your phones and write down a note. Go ahead and do that right now. If you need to pull out your notepad, write it down. Go ahead and write it down right now. I'm going to give you two minutes. Two minutes real quick. I'm going to pray and close. Two minutes. If you got that amazing memory in your head, go ahead and jot it down in your head. Know what you're praying for. Know what you're fasting for. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. We love bringing you the word on so many different platforms. We are so thankful for what God is doing in and through us. We'd love for you to subscribe so you don't miss out. And don't forget to share this message if it has blessed you.